0: Good morning, and thank you for joining me on Are You Up Babs today. I know that we are going to be encouraged together by the Word of God. We're going to start off by looking at Psalm chapter 34, verse 17, 18, and 19. Verse 17 says, The Lord years His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. Verse 18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And verse 19 says the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue each time. Isn't that beautiful? If you have lost focus because of overwhelming troubles, verse 17 tells us God rescues his people, his children, the righteous ones, From all their troubles, not some of their troubles, but He rescues them from all of their troubles. So, when we are in the thick of things and we really can't see clearly, we can't see further, and we don't know what the future holds, we can be assured that God sees clearly. He certainly sees further, He knows the future, and He's working all things together for our good even when it looks like absolute disaster. Sometimes people make the mistake of blaming God. They literally make Him the villain of their bad day. People make God the villain of their bad day. No, the Bible says He rescues them from all their troubles. So I want us to declare today, say, The Lord delivers me from all my troubles. Now, I really believe we can say that with gusto, sounding like we are declaring war because we believe what we're saying. So let's say it again. Say, the Lord delivers me from all my troubles. Amen. Verse 18 says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues. Again, He's not the villain of all our bad decisions, and He's not the villain who made Bad things happen to us, but the Bible says instead, he's the one that rescues those who feel wounded in their heart or spirit. He's not the one that did that, but he is the one who will rescue us when we are wounded in our heart or in our spirit. So it doesn't matter what a mess your life is right now. I want to encourage you and assure you, God can turn it around. He wants to make your heart whole, and he wants to make your spirit whole. Verse 19 says, the righteous person faces many troubles. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. You know, you don't have to be alive for very long to realize troubles come along. But the Bible says, while we may face many troubles, the Lord rescues us each and every time. God will do what he's done before. And I love if you've ever watched The Chosen, and if you haven't, I really want to encourage you to watch the series called The Chosen. It is absolutely beautiful. And in the series, you are introduced to Mary Magdalene. And There comes a part in the series where she says, you know, God fixed me and I broke again. You know what I love about God is what he has done before, he will do again, and it is our testimony of the goodness of God. It's not talking about someone who wants to sin. It's talking about someone who didn't want to sin, but they fell again, and yet Isn't God a loving, amazing father that he would fix us again? What he has done before, he will do again. And what he's done for others, he will do for us. It is a testimony of the goodness of God. So stop telling God how big your mountains are, these many troubles that we face. Stop telling God how big your mountains are and start telling your mountains how big your God is because he is big. And you know what? He will deliver you from all of your problems. Declare, the Lord rescues me from all my troubles. With a little bit more gusto, let's do it again. The Lord rescues me from all my troubles. Amen. We see a perfect example of this in the Bible, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They all give the same account of the storm where Jesus slept, and Matthew 8:23 tells us How Jesus got into the boat as they started to go across the lake. He was with his disciples. He had ministered and healed the sick and he was absolutely exhausted. Remember, Jesus was God in flesh, in a fleshly body, a body that got tired, a body that got hungry, a body that got exhausted. And he was exhausted. And the Bible tells us he fell asleep in the boat as it was going across the lake. But then it tells us, suddenly, suddenly, out of nowhere, and very, very quickly, a fierce storm, not a normal storm. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a fierce storm struck the lake. And it says that waves were breaking into the boat. Now, if I was in the boat, I would have been freaking. But the waves were breaking in the boat. and What you need to understand is some of the disciples were fishermen. They had been fishermen before they followed Jesus. They knew what storms looked like. They were well experienced at handling storms at the sea, in their boats. And yet, this was a fierce storm. And even though they were experienced, they were trained, they were used to storms, this storm was different to other storms. It must have been bad. It must have been frightening. It was fierce, the Bible tells us and Jesus is sleeping while these waves the water is breaking into the boat I don't know if you've ever been in a boat when waves have broken into it I have I can remember being on a boat and we were traveling across to the beach and it suddenly it felt like this story it just got really really fierce and I can remember a wave hitting me in the face it literally took the breath out of me I was traumatized And yeah, that's happening and Jesus is sleeping. Now, Jesus understood that God rescues his children. Jesus understood that he didn't need to fear. Jesus understood that God delivers his people, but the disciples woke him And the Bible says they woke him shouting. Now, they could have been shouting, you know, when the noise and the crashing and the wind howling is so loud that you've got to shout above it. They could have been shouting for that reason. And I'm sure they were. But I think they were also shouting, you know, when you panic and you raise your voice in fear, maybe they were even a little bit high pitched. They were terrified. I think also... They had lost it. And possibly it was close to or almost an accusation because they shout, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. They are in absolute panic. You know, when we're in distress, it seems like God is doing nothing about it. When you're in that moment where it feels like the waves are hitting you in your face and you're going, Lord, we're going to drown. Are you not doing anything about it? But Jesus responds. And, you know, in the Bible, when Jesus responds, we should sit up and really take notes. You know, what did Jesus say when he responded? And he says this, the first words, why are you afraid? Wow. Jesus' first words to his disciples are, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. And for me, no matter what the storm, no matter what the mountain, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the tribulation, we need to remember those words. Jesus saying, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. This is huge. Jesus doesn't want us ever to step into a place of fear or anxiety. Actually, what a loving God, what a loving Father, that God never wants us to step into a place where we're traumatized with fear, with anxiety. So Jesus says, why are you afraid? But instead, he wants us to step out in faith, because when we step out in faith, we are saying, God, I trust you. You will deliver me. And instead, to be holding the word, his word, as our sword. That's what we do when we step out in faith. We are holding his word as our sword. What does that mean? We are saying, God will deliver us. Jesus then rebukes the wind and the waves, and suddenly, just as quickly as it came, suddenly, just as quickly it goes, there was a great calm. That is exactly how God wants us to be the atmosphere inside of our heart and inside of our spirit when trials and tribulations come our way, that we experience a great calm because we are not afraid because we have placed our faith in Him. So no matter what the storms are, the troubles in the future, just like we've had storms and troubles in the past, God will assist us, God will deliver us. At times, that road may seem too steep to climb, too slippery to maintain your footing or too far to travel. But don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed by the journey. Your journey is not always a place. Your journey is not always a place, but often it's a new you. You see, through these trials and tribulations, God is not always taking us to a destination. He's placing in us, he's working in us, the character of Christ, a new us. We're becoming a stronger believer and a more durable believer. Our faith is standing firm. You know, we do have an enemy and his priority is to knock us down, to take us out. To take us off the road, the race that we should be running, to distract us, to get us to give up somehow, somewhere, to get us off our destiny. But God wants to get us into a place where we trust him no matter what. The enemy always wants to get us into a place of fear, into a place where we will blame God, into a place where we will lose faith and then we will give up. You see, blame God, lose faith, give up. We get into a place of fear and then we blame God, we lose faith and we give up. But Psalm 61 verse 3 says this, "'For you are my safe refuge.'" A fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Declare, you are a strong tower from the enemy. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. We need to declare that. And so the battle is the Lord's. The battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. And we have to choose to be worry-free. That is a decision. And when you make a decision, you've got to do everything to ensure we stay in that place where we will not get into fear. What does that mean? It means we get into a place of praying trusting God. It means we're getting to a place where his word is our sword and we begin to declare it. It means we begin to put on praise and worship music and we sing very loudly. It means we choose and then we do whatever is necessary to get that atmosphere of calm into our heart. You know, when the devil comes knocking with a problem, we can answer the door, but we need to say this, sorry, This is the praise department. The problem-solving department is upstairs. The problem-solving department is with the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. It is not ours to fight. And when we get into a place of fear, remember, the enemy always wants to get us to a place of fear so that we will blame God and we will give up. But remember what jesus said why are you afraid where is your faith and so god is such a loving god he never wants us to get into a place where we in panic we have anxiety we are fearful we are concerned we are worrying no god wants us to trust him and to hold his word as a sword while we stand firm and become a stronger believer because our faith stands firm. So I want to encourage you, as I'm encouraging myself, let us be believers who stand firm, who are not afraid because our God is with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And the battle is the Lord's. This is the praise department. Amen. Come, let's pray together. Father, we worship you, we honor you, and we praise you. We thank you that you are a wonderful God. You and you alone, O Lord, are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You created the heavens and the earth, and we worship you. We glorify you. We magnify you for who you are. and We thank you, Father, that you will deliver us. You will rescue us from the power of our enemy. And all will know that you, O Lord, O God, of all the kingdoms of the earth, we worship you and thank you that you are our refuge. You will deliver us that the battle is yours. Father, thank you that we can stand firm in the name of Jesus. We pray this. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Have an awesome week. You make